Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm your host, Ty Kersley. This is More Voices from Parkland, the second part of yesterday's one-hour live special marking four years since the Parkland shooting. Sarah Jermaine Lilly speaks with Sarah Lerner, a teacher at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School who survived the shooting and edited an anthology of the survivors' voices, Parkland Speaks. Parkland survivor Kat Tibbetts will outline what kind of activism she foresees as the pathway to end gun violence. Then Sarah Lerner, Abby Clements, and Sari Beth Rosenberg, founders of Teachers Unified to End Gun Violence, talk about their movement to organize teachers and create change. Wrapping up the show, we will have more of Libby Edwards' interview with Dave Cullen, author of the New York Times bestseller, Parkland, Birth of a Movement. He'll talk about his work and the gun violence prevention movement. But first, the in memoriam. According to the Washington Post, since Columbine in 1999 to the end of 2021, 283,000 students have experienced gun violence. 35 of these incidents were mass shootings in schools that injured 2,844 and killed 693 students and teachers. 2021 had the highest number of school shootings in more than 20 years. These incidents traumatized not only the families and loved ones of survivors, but entire communities for years into the future. Today, as we mark the anniversary of Parkland, we also pay tribute to the survivors of the following mass school shootings. April 1999, Columbine, 17 victims. March 2005, Red Lake Senior High, seven victims. October 2006, West Nickel Mine School, five victims. April 2007, Virginia Tech, 32 victims. February 2008, Northern Illinois University, five victims. December 2012, Sandy Hook Elementary School, 26 victims. June 2013, Santa Monica College, five victims. October 2014, Marysville Pilchuck High School, four victims. October 2015, Umqua Community College, 10 victims. February 2018, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, 17 victims. May 2018, Santa Fe High School, 10 victims. We remember you. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show, here on listener-sponsored, commercial-free radio, WBAI 99.5. You can hear us every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. Some recent news, Remington Arms agreed to settle liability claims from the families of five adults and four children killed in the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School, according to a new court filing, marking the first time a gun manufacturer has been held liable for a mass shooting in the U.S. 
Remington agreed to pay the families $73 million. Nicole Hockley, whose son Dylan was killed in the shooting, said in a statement, My beautiful butterfly Dylan is gone because Remington prioritized its profit over my son's safety. Marketing weapons of war directly to young people known to have a strong fascination with firearms is a reckless and, as too many families know, deadly conduct. Using marketing to convey that a person is more powerful or more masculine by using a particular type or brand of firearm is deeply irresponsible. My hope is that by facing and finally being penalized for the impact of their work, gun companies, along with the insurance and banking industries that enable them, will be forced to make their business practices safer than we have ever been, Hockley said. Hello, listeners. In this segment, you'll hear gun violence survivors, Sarah Lerner, teacher and Kat Tibbetts, former student from the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018, talk about their vision for the future. Thanks for listening. What vision do we have? What do you hope to see? Um, well, I would have hoped that things would have changed before it happened to us so that it didn't happen to us. I also would have hoped that after it happened to us that things would have changed. And here we are four years later and very little, if anything, has been done to actively stop gun violence. And it's important to note that it's not just gun violence in schools. It's suicide that's gun violence, domestic violence, violence in black and brown communities and communities of color. It's not just school shootings, which is what you hear about, but it's anti-Semitic gun violence. It's anti-Asian, it's anti-everything. And you know, those things don't always make the news in the way that school shootings do. But I think it's imperative that lawmakers on both sides of the aisle hear what we're saying and listen to our experiences and understand that something needs to be done. Lots of things need to be done, but we are their constituents and they work for us and they need to do right by us and make the country a safe place so that Kat can go to college and not have to worry about where she's sitting and if she's near a window and who's in the room with her. And I should be able to feel safe when I'm at work that something isn't going to happen. My children need to feel safe at school. And I feel like a lot of people in positions of power have given a lot of lip service to this issue and not enough is being done. And it shouldn't have happened to us, but it should have stopped with us. Thank you. 
And Kat, what do you say is the vision of, of what you would hope for the future in terms of gun violence in America? Definitely. I think my biggest vision is for us to just be able to talk about it in every facet of gun violence. And like Lerner said, um, you know, it's not just gun violence in schools, it affects every single type of person and every single type of community, whether that be disproportionately in communities of color or in low income neighborhoods or when it comes to domestic violence. I think we need to look at every single corner of that conversation as possible. We need to look at mental health. We need to look at our gun control laws. We need to look at the way we treat each other, political division. There, We cannot nail this issue into just one coffin. It is so multifaceted. And I think we still are unable to accept that. I think a lot of us are unwilling to admit that it is more than just one thing. It is not just a blame the shooter issue. It is a blame society, blame the system, blame more than just one person issue. Um, and I really hope that in the future, we can have these conversations. We can look straight at the source of everything and truly make changes in our gun control laws and make it harder to retrieve, uh, you know, retrieve one and make it a lot more easier and accessible for us to speak with mental health professionals and be able to catch that sooner than before ever, before it's too late and see how we're interacting with each other and see, you know, how can we support these neighborhoods or communities or organizations that are suffering from gun violence more than others. So I think a combination of all of those things and addressing it um, in Congress, yes, but in everyday life, I think people are afraid to talk about these hard hitting topics because they're afraid of being controversial or because they don't wanna get into an argument, but it's like, we need to encourage argument. We need to encourage talking about this in normal settings. And I, and that is my personal vision. I hope that we can have this sort of talk conversation in everyday life, but especially in Congress and especially when we're trying to change laws and change um, everything really. And just look at every single facet of this. Great, thank you so much, Kat Tibbetts, Sarah Lerner. Their book, Parkland Speaks, shares the writing and art of the survivors of the shooting in Parkland, Florida at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 2018. Thank you for being on the show. You're listening to our show, Radio Gag, the Gaze Against Gun Show here on listener-sponsored non-commercial radio, WBAI 99.5 FM. So, listeners, your monthly contribution of 5 to $25 can really help keep Radio Gag on the air here at WBAI and keep the issue of gun violence in front of the public and our elected officials. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Thank you. I want you to talk a little bit more about Teachers Unified to End Gun Violence 
And you recently had a panel with Randy Weingarten and you had a leading trauma surgeon on. Can you just tell us a little bit about, about how that came together and uh, what impact you felt it had? Um, maybe some um, key uh, things that were um, talked about at, at that panel. We knew, we knew that we wanted to bring this topic to the people who have been, you know, who've signed on and said they want to be a part of this movement. And we wanted to bring it also to a larger audience and knew that while the three of us are teachers and two of the three of us have experienced gun violence, we are not the experts on everything. And we wanted to bring together a panel of experts, um, you know, people who have seen this from the periphery and people who've experienced it firsthand. So we had Randy Weingarten, who's the president of AFT. We had Frederick Joseph, who is an author, educator, an activist, a New York Times bestselling author, I should say. Um, Fred Guttenberg, whose daughter Jamie was one of my students and was a victim at uh, Stoneman Douglas. We had Serena, who was one of Abby's students at Sandy Hook. Amy Stevens, who is a teacher from Oxford High School, who of course recently went through uh, shooting herself. And then we had Dr. Joseph Sacrin, who is a trauma surgeon at Johns Hopkins University and a gun violence survivor himself. So we wanted to have a broad panel to talk about all of the facets of gun violence, not just gun violence in schools. Because again, while that is the primary focus when it happens, there is gun violence that happens thousands of times a day, every day that go unreported. And that's what we needed to focus on too, because the community gun violence and domestic violence and students who are impacted by suicide, by gun violence, you know, it, that's the baggage that they're bringing to school that we as educators listen to and help with and deal with on top of potentially being victims of gun violence at school ourselves. So that was where we all kind of came up with the idea to put together this all-star lineup to really hit the ground running with Teachers Unify. And Abby and Sari Beth, you're welcome to fill in any gaps that I missed. Yeah, I think that that's perfect. We really wanted to model by example what what our what our group is all about. And we wanted to make sure that people understood, yes, that I think it's important to understand that it's it's a group not just for teachers who have survived gun violence, but also for teachers like me who are lucky enough to have not experience that, but can be there as a support, you know, moral support or, and also be there 
and also knowing that we're affected by it too. We want to make sure that people who are joining our group or understand that this is a group for all teachers um, in America right now. You don't have to be a member of the AFT because I know there's many places, many districts where teachers are not in unions. So we want to be there for, for all teachers. And, and right now in America, the profession in general is, is under attack. Everything from, you know, not undermining what we think will make us safe in terms of teaching during a pandemic to undermining what we think is safe when teaching, you know, to, to, to protect our communities from gun violence and also undermining what we what we know kids should be learning in, in 2022. So we we wanted to really make make the community of teachers and, and school staff because we consider a bus driver, a school aide anyone who's working with the community of young people, they're, they're educators. So we also wanted to make that clear and I hope, hope it was made clear in, in the panel. Wonderful. Um, Abby, did you have something that, uh, that you remember from that night or wanna add something in, in this uh, part of the discussion? I just think that we want to hear from you know, a, a variety of people in our communities ranging from like, almost I can see, like if you look at the school as like the hub of a community and then, you know, branching out. And so I think that's why the, the people on the panel, there was just like an incredible vibe there, this camaraderie and some, you know, fresh voices and, you know, I mean, hearing, you know, the author, Frederick Joseph, who I, I just think is outstanding. I have so much admiration for his work. And to hear him talking about, you know, how gun violence is so ingrained in our culture, and especially in certain communities. And he was saying he didn't even recognize himself as a gun violence survivor because it was so much just a part of like what you went through as, as a kid where he grew up. And like, that's really wrong. And that's something that we also want to combat using the <laughs> fighting language, but, um, but just sort of this acceptance of gun violence as like the way it is and not, you know, and calling out the media who will say these sweeping sentences that I just can't stand where you hear like, oh, everything was fine. Nobody else, you know, no one else was impacted. Um, person, you know, was injured and, you know, everyone went back to class. Um, and, you know, so we're still talking about it as if, you know, we should just accept this violence in our lives. So I think there were just, it was just, an incredible culmination of, you know, different voices but, and coming, coming at this issue from all different places, just like, and right now we're really focused on building this, you know, our community of, of educators who really want to work on this issue. And I think educators are, care very much about this issue. They are swamped right now. Um, and you don't have to do much. You could just like fill out our survey, which um, we, you'll, you'll find on our Twitter. 
Um, and, and, you know, we can find ways, we'll meet you where you are, because we know everyone is, um, is, is walking on thin ice here, pandemic year three, with all the pressures that we have covering classes, people getting sick, mask mandates being thrown around left and right, changing all over the place, you know, feeling like you can't teach a book that you love that you've been teaching for years and being, and afraid that somebody's going to attack you. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a tough time for educators, but we're, we're out there now. We're demanding a seat at the table in this discussion about how to end gun violence. And now here's more from Libby Edwards and her interview with Dave Cullen, author of Parkland, Birth of a Movement. Uh, Are you, you- still, still feeling the same hopefulness that you felt? At the beginning, as you saw this moving forward, do you think it's going to continue? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, I, 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 I was hopeful that we could, um, by this point, have like won enough in this kind of that I, I was hopeful that we could actually pass some things uh, when a Biden or whatever Democratic administration came in. Um, you know, who could have predicted like a 50-50, you know, Senate tie, um, and then. You know, I could have maybe, you know, I did, I did worry that if, you know, we didn't get to at least 51, that Joe Manchin would be a problem. Uh, I didn't realize Kirsten Cinema, um, but, you know, so, uh, you know, I was hopeful something might happen this time. That was, that was sort of like a very optimistic hope. Um, so right now, you know, I think I'm just optimistic for the long term, uh, you know, medium term could be tough. I mean, you know, midterm elections typically, uh, the party in power loses badly, uh, you know, historically generally happens. So it's, you know, it's highly unlikely that we'll pick up more seats in the Senate next year, we'll probably lose some, uh, just realistically, but who knows, you know, the world can change. People who like predict elections this far out are just ridiculous. I mean, there could be a war, there could, you know, there could be another pandemic, like who would have predicted COVID like, you know, a month before. Um, you know, there could be a recession, there could be a boom, there could be anything, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so who knows? But, um, you know, the most likely scenario is we'll take another step back. And that's, you know, that's how politics work. Um, and so uh, it's probably not going to happen in the next, you know, year or two or three. Uh, but I'm optimistic that it will, that we're, we're moving forward. And that's, you know, that's how politics tends to work, you know, sort of like a stock market chart, or it's not sort of just like a, you know, smooth chart up, it's always those, you know, zigzaggy uh, up and down. Um, And so, you know, we're zigging and, you know, the trend is upward. So I'm hopeful about about that. Is there anything briefly that you would like to say just to wrap up? Well, two things with with the killings of like, sort of robbing them of their significance and sort of downplaying their importance, uh, taking away uh, one of the big um, the reasons for doing it. I, you know, I'm really thrilled that's happened. I kind of doubted the media would ever do that, but we really kind of shamed into it. Um, and, uh, you know, it's taken a long time. I wrote a piece for Buzzfeed about like seven or eight years ago on the subject and was lambasted by my peers. I mean, I was attacked. Um, and that is like gone 180. Like now, uh, you know, people, journalists get attacked for like, you know, doing that. Um, so that's changed. I could not believe that happened. 
Um, and you know, the, 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 on gun safety, that we're, we're we're starting to make progress. And I think <clears throat> Giffords, Gabby, and her organization are so smart about the way they're doing it. And Gabby is sort of the right sort of uh, figurehead for or, or spokesperson, along with the Parkland kids. Um, that I think that that's I am hopeful in the long run that we'll get there. Well, thank you so much. This has just been very informative and moving, and I'm just delighted that you've made time to be with Radio Gag. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks. To find out more about working with us, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at gazeagainstgunsny on Facebook and Instagram, or gag no guns on Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website to learn more about our meetings and actions. Come to a meeting. Here in New York, we meet one Thursday a month at 7 p.m. on Zoom. And in Manhattan, we meet in person at the LGBT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is February 24th. Remember, all are welcome to come to gag meetings. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening. And we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. Thanks to everyone who contributed to Voices from Parkland, our one-hour special yesterday, and today's More Voices from Parkland. And thank you for listening, and have a great and safe day.